Do I have to turn over the timer of doom? Right. Okay, so I'm going to attempt to do the um, quickest whistle-stop tour of the diaries that I wrote, basically. I've always written my diaries in poems for some reason since I was about seven years old through teenagehood. And um, and then on the way to my first poetry gig at Glastonbury Festival, I um, decided to do a pregnancy test in King's Cross Toilets, as you do, and discovered I was pregnant. And I carried on just writing all my diaries and realised that when you're pregnant you don't really sleep and then when you have a child you never sleep so I had a lot of time to write these poems. So I'm going to just read a few extracts from being pregnant and hopefully if the timer allows me up until the point when my daughter's about one so I'll just do a, a whistle stop tour of all my thoughts. 28th of October, five months pregnant. I'm starting to regret having signed up to these online pregnancy updates. One email every week since week eight, telling us what stage of development the baby should be at, telling me what to eat, how to look chic whilst pregnant, and on and on. Today, the baby should be the size of a large banana, apparently. Last month, it was a medium-sized aubergine. The first time I got the update, it was a cherry. I imagined a maraschino stuck on the side of a massive cocktail I cannot drink anymore. I bought a fruit bowl from the market today. The market craftswoman was pregnant too, and when I bought the bowl, she cried, looked me in the eyes and wept. I thought she was crying because I was her only customer for the day, the week, the month, maybe, battling with Habitat factory-made fruit bowls, but maybe she was also thinking that day, your baby should be as big as a banana by now. (laughs) Your sickness should calm down now. Your stomach should be sore now. You should feel more tired now. You should put on a pound a week now. You may be more forgetful now. You should think about your finance now. You should consider birth class now. You should book your next scan now. You should start pelvic exercises now. You should clench between each wee now. You should get the maternity leave form and fill it in and hand it to your boss now. You have to tell your boss now. You should start thinking about names for the baby now. You should decide whether or not you're going to use disposable or cotton or semi-disposable or eco-company nappies now. Try to keep the baby happy now. Play the baby class. Classical music now, classical music will make your baby brainy now. No, Mr. Whippy ice cream now, you might have trouble weeing now. It might be hard to reach round. Should pack your birth bag now, pack your hospital bag now. Should buy sanitary pads now, should buy breast leak pads now, should buy big pants now. I mean really, 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 really big (laughs) pants now. You shouldn't sleep on your back now or your right hand side now and sleep may be uncomfortable now and you may wake in the night now and your rib cages may ache now and your left arm and shoulder blade and leg may hurt a little now and you may think about buying a sculpted pregnant woman cushion now. It said discount code below but don't do too much (laughs) remember to relax stress can be very harmful for your baby maybe she was thinking that your baby should be as big as a banana by now 8th of March, 9 months and 8 days pregnant, 4am this is the day before I went into labour I woke D up at 2am as I think I'm having contractions. Whisper shakily in his ear and he leaps out of bed quicker than I've ever seen, shouting in tired slurs, fuck, cool, I'll get the car keys. I go to the toilet and realise I just needed a poo. How, how embarrassing. He goes back to sleep laughing. It's the second time I've done it this week. I tuck two pillows back under my belly and tried to sleep, but it's pretty impossible these days. People keep saying, get some sleep now, Holly. You won't get any when the baby's here. Funny, you tried to sleep with a lead basketball attached to your backbone. I watch another film with a smiling couple who announce, we are pregnant. 
I cannot stand that phrase anymore. I scream at the man on the telly. You are not fucking pregnant. You have no fucking idea, you smug twat, and your linen shirts look shite. He doesn't hear me. Dee and I are having a baby. Dee is not pregnant. We're both agreed on that now. Maybe a forced agreement. Waiting for contractions feels a bit like waiting for Christmas. It's exciting. I have no idea what contractions will actually be like. Just waiting, awake, waiting for an intense pain to come, waiting for the complete unknown and a complete change of life. If you can still talk on the phone, says the midwife, those aren't contractions. Contractions are too painful to talk through, she laughs. Thanks. So I'll just wait then. (laughs) Just wait for a pain so strong I cannot talk. Right. Waiting. Waiting. Is that it starting? No. Be brave. Breathe. I can't sleep. I stare out of the window at the stars and I cry. I'm petrified. Waiting. Waiting. 12th of March. Nine months, two weeks. 24 hours in labour, seven birthing positions, two parents, one baby, four hours old, 10 a.m. First thoughts after birth. I, I wrote about 13, but I'll just read a few. Number one. Salt and Pepper's Push It was not as funny on the birthing CD as I had hoped it would be. (laughs) That wasn't... (laughs) Number seven. I will never, ever do another poo. (laughs) I, I will never push anything out of my body ever again. I don't know how this will affect my digestive system, but it will just have to cope. I'm told I need to do a wee before I leave this hospital room, but I will not... I will never do another wee or another poo. Never, ever, ever again. (laughs) Number 12. Dee has just phoned his mum, gran, aunts, cousins and every other mother in his family. Firstly, to tell them he has a healthy baby. Secondly, to congratulate them all for giving birth. Seriously, I hear him say, well done, grandma. Seven, though. (laughs) He's in shock. I am, too. I hear him congratulate everyone over the phone. Thanks, mum. No, really, thanks, mum. Opposite man. He's the opposite of what the article said. It said, reconsider dad's place at the hospital bed. Nemesis to generations gone of men spouting the same old songs of women's instinct. Maternal minds, through male and macho crap you shine. Dripping energy onto my tongue in bottled drinks and calming songs as shivers took my body hold and vessels burst in birth and groans you grabbed her. You cleaned her first, you cut the cord, you saw the worst, or as you seem to say, the best a man could ever see. Grandad didn't dare, told to sit outside with concerned stares. Puffing smoke to passing ticks, no concept of what women did. You stand opposite to history, the sight, how like some crowned glory, while other men rush off and say that gory birth is not their taste, I feel the pain is soothed by praise, you brag about my strength today. The things I really want to shout, but I'm told a lady won't let out. As women, undermine themselves, underplay the pain they felt, we need more men like you to tell the tale of what we all go through. You're the opposite of what the article said, that men shouldn't be at the hospital bed because you calmed me, laughed through a room full of pain, and now you shout out the strengths that I'm not meant to claim. 12th of September, six months old. 2.56 p.m., written on a public toilet seat in Cambridge. I will not do this ever again. Not one more dirty toilet feed. Breathe in, Holly. Dee was right. You're feeding our baby, that's all you're doing. Don't worry about it. I'm tired of this. 
All it boils down to is that people here feel uncomfortable seeing the sucking, because we've been trained that sucking a nipple is a sexual thing, which it can be for sure. But our bodies have so many uses. Every inch of our bodies can be sexual and not. I put a tampon in the same place I have smear tests and sometimes have drawn a hard penis into. I do not confuse the three. They do, <laughs> they do not feel the same. I do not think that I'm shagging a tampon or that my boyfriend is doing a swab on me. I, <laughs> I'm sick of pretending I would rather feed in peace and private just because we're so awkward in this country about bodies and sex and nerves and feelings. I wish it was summer again. Sorry, kid. I'm an idiot. You don't have to eat on the loo anymore. Embarrassed. I thought it was okay. I could understand the reasons. They said there might be young children or a nervous man seeing this small piece of flesh that they weren't quite expecting. So I whispered and tiptoed with nervous discretion. But after six months of her life, sat sitting on lids, sipping on milk, nostrils sniffing on shit, trying not to bang her head on toilet roll dispensers, I wonder whether these public loo feeds offend her. Because I'm getting tired of discretion and being polite. As my baby's first sips are drowned, drenched in shite, I spent the first feeding months of her beautiful life feeling nervous and awkward and wanting everything right. Surrounded by family till I stepped out the house. It took me eight weeks to get the confidence to go into town. Now the comments around me cut like a knife as I rush into toilet cubicles feeling nothing like nice. Because I'm giving her milk that's not in a bottle. Wishing the cocaine generation white powder would topple us see pyramid sales pitches across our green globe and female breasts banned, unless they're out just for show. And the more I go out, the more I can't stand it. I walk into town, feel I'm surrounded by bandits, because in this country of billboards covered in tits and family newsagent magazines full of it, WH Smith top shelves out for men, why don't you complain about them then? In this country of billboards covered in tits and family newsagent magazines full of it, WH Smith top shelves out for men, I'm getting embarrassed in case a small flash of flesh might offend. And I'm not trying to parade it. I don't want to make a show. But when I'm told I'd be better just staying at home. And when another friend I know is thrown off a bus and another mother told to get out of a pub, even my granny said maybe I was sexing it up. And I'm sure the milkmakers love all this fuss. All the cussing and worry and looks of disgust as another mother turns from nipples to powder. Ashamed or embarrassed by comments around her and as I hold her head up and pull my cardi across and she sips on the liquor made by everyone's God, I think for God's sake Jesus drank it. So did Siddhartha, Muhammad and Moses and both of their fathers, Ganesh and Shiva and Brigid and Buddha and I'm sure they weren't doing it, sniffing on shit as their mothers sat embarrassed on cold toilet lids in a country of billboards covered in tits. In a country of low-cut tops, cleavage and skin, in a country of cloth bags and recycling bins, and as I desperately try to take all of this in, I hold her head up. I can't get my head round. The anger towards us and not to the sounds of lorries, offloading formula milk into countries where water runs dripping in filth. In towns where breasts are oases of life, now dried up in two-for-one offers enticed by labels and logos and gold standard rights claiming breast milk is healthier, powdered and white, packaged and branded and sold at a price so that nothing is free in this money-fueled life, which is fine if you need it or prefer to use bottles, where water is clean and bacteria boiled. But in towns where they drown in pollution and sewage, bottled kids die and they knew that they do it. In towns where pennies are savoured like sweets, we're now paying for one thing that has always been free. In towns empty of hospital beds, babies die, diarrhoea fueled that breast milk would end, so no more will I sit on these cold toilet lids, no matter how embarrassed I feel as she sips. 
because in this country of billboards covered in tits, I think I should try to get used to this. 18th of September, 6th of the... Don't clap, it's the timer. <laughs> All right, I think one more. 18th of September, six and a quarter months old, 1pm, sex. <clears throat> it is now over six months and I'm still not really up for it. I'm starting to feel guilty. I feel like the two top erogenous zones in my body are now no longer erogenous, or at least not nearly as much as they were. Please just touch me somewhere else, anywhere else, just not there, not my breasts and not my crotch, neck, back, thighs, arms, shoulders, feet, any of them, anywhere else. <laughs> And it's awkward. I hate telling him to get off, to not touch my booze, but when they're dripping milk and sore and well, I feel bad. He's so patient, but I know it must be wearing. Weird for guys. Today you can, not today. Today not my boobs. Today don't touch anything. It's horrible, confusing. But I just need my body back and then I'll work it out again. At the six-week checkup after birth, the nurse looked between my legs and said I was healing. And then she said, you're okay to have sex again. You're okay to have sex again. And I thought... Fuck you. <laughs> what the nurse meant was, you can now insert a penis into your vagina without any negative post-birth related health effects. That does not mean I'm ready to have sex. Sometimes I think I'm overreacting about this. Then I think it would be like if a guy had his penis slowly inflated over a period of nine months, then bashed with a hammer for 30 hours until... <laughs> Until it ripped, then it bled for eight weeks, and his nipples swelled, cracked, became baby toys, and then on top of the pain and frustration, he felt constantly guilty for not really feeling in the mood. Well, <laughs> well every image from society told him how unsexy his new body and bash penis was. <laughs> but I do feel sorry for him, and I do feel guilty, because it's been a while since I knew what was going on. We keep visiting a friend who tells me how horny she was when she was pregnant, and how she couldn't wait to get back to it after birth. Know what I mean, she says. I smile and imagine beating her over the head with a wet fish. <laughs> All right, I'm going to finish on one. The timer is ticking. It was a long one that I could finish on, but I'll finish on the short one. So this is the shortest one I wrote in the book. Please don't believe that I hate being a mum. I absolutely love it. I just prefer reading out, not the soppy bits. But <laughs> soppy bits are in it as well. So thanks for listening. This is 11th of April, one year, one month old, 9.40 p.m. Today, I wrapped my lips around both of little one's nostrils and sucked snot out of them. Like changing nappies and cleaning up sick, I do not find this okay because it is my own child. I find it absolutely fucking disgusting. <laughs> the, re the result was good for her. I felt glad. I still feel sick thinking about it. Babies make me feel a bit sick quite a lot still. Watching babies being spoon-fed as the food gloop dribbles out of their mouths is another one that makes me a little bit queasy. But this is definitely topped the list. Deal with it. She had a cold, couldn't blow her nose. I was told, you just have to deal with it. I wrapped my lips, sucked the snot from it, spat into the toilet, and vomited. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks very much.